Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stephon Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now they let Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots. Are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux-leading women. So I guess not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Brait. Hello, everybody, and welcome back uh, to the second episode tonight as Ryan forgets to hit record on the first intro. Um, very, very four-star episode, I guess, tonight, um, considering that uh, we can't hit the record button. Uh, sorry for those of you who are part of the, the live stream so far. You're now hearing the, the intro for the second time. Uh, but we've got a great episode for you guys tonight. We're going to go over news and notes. We're going to go through pick them and stick them. Uh, as well as in into the mailbag, covering a lot of your inbound sleeperbot questions, inbound Instagram questions, in order to get things going, uh, really quickly uh, to cover one question that's already come in uh, from Alex uh, Trujillo. I'm horrible at that pronunciation of the last name. Sorry, Trujillo? Doug Baldwin or Mixon at Flex this week? Doug Baldwin or Mixon? Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty easy there, Baldwin. Um, Baldwin's a, a wide receiver one, so if you've got him in your flex, your roster's pretty set. Um, and so, once again, we're going to get into uh, the news and notes, uh, starting with Danny, Danny Amendola of the New England Patriots. Did not practice on Wednesday, uh, and so we need to monitor him. He did not have the greatest of games against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, uh, also limited today in practice is Melvin Gordon, um, who's going to be playing the Patriots this week. Um, is this a concern? He's had a nagging injury. Is this a concern, Ryan, for you in his production, even going up against the once dreadful, now improving New England defense? I think it's it's a little bit of a concern, yes. I think, though, that you know if you have – if you have Melvin Gordon, it wouldn't be a bad idea to pick up Austin Eckler um, as a as a as a safety valve for this week. You know, uh, Gordon's fought injuries his entire career, so honestly, this shouldn't be surprising that he's having this that he's having this issue right now. All right, moving on uh, to Denver. Emmanuel Sanders did not practice on Wednesday. Um, who needs him to play more, Demarius Thomas or Trevor Simeon? Greg. Um, well, I, I think Trevor Simeon certainly not in a position to be giving up any weapons. So I think at the end of the day, it's, it's Trevor Simeon who needs it, you know, more than than anybody else. Um, so I mean, certainly the I don't think Denver's you know passing offense. I mean, it started off out well enough. Uh, you know, this season, but, you know, as of late has left uh, a little bit desired. So uh, I would not be encouraged this week if, he, if he's not in there. All right, moving on. Juju Smith-Schuster, we talked about yesterday. 
was a full participant in Wednesday's, in Wednesday's practice. He did not practice the day before due to concussion protocol. Willie Sneed is practicing uh, and is a full participant in practice today, ready to go live for week eight. Ryan, is Sneed someone you start over Ted Ginn, or do you trust Ted Ginn right now and the production that he has put up? Uh, honestly, I... I'm fine with either one of them because they play two completely different roles. Ted Ginn is more the more the deep shot kind of guy that uh, that Brandon Cooks sort of was. I mean, Cooks kind of went all over the field uh, with um, Thomas kind of being a, sort of a possession guy who could go deep if needed. And Snead runs everything out of the slot. He runs a lot of those crossing patterns, those short routes, um, you know, making things happen after the catch. <clears throat> So for me, um, they're two different. I mean, if you have either one of them, I would fire them both up. Uh, I don't think that you know one is necessarily going to hurt the other. Uh, would you start Ted Ginn over Michael Thomas? We haven't gotten to that part no. yet, but Michael Thomas, uh, the next news part is that he did not practice today with a knee injury. I don't think there's any concern about him playing this week, so I would still have him uh, as a uh, auto start in my league, specifically going up against the New England Patriots. Correct. Um, ESPN's Jamison Hensley reported that Ben Watson could miss week eight against Miami. Um, this hurts Flacco, considering that he loves his tight ends. Um are you expecting much from Flacco in general this week against Miami, Greg? I don't think I've ever expected much from Flacco, um, you know, ever. So ever. Um, so I don't. I, I think certainly without Watson, you have to expect even less of Flacco, as if that was possible. Um, so no, I, I, I don't think I don't think Joe's gonna be relevant. I mean, at this point, um, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's ranked. I mean literally a hair above Jay Cutler and, and actually he's, he shouldn't be because Jay's got more touchdowns and interceptions. And that's something Joe Flacco cannot say. Uh, yeah. Uh, also for the Ravens, um, they have ruled out Terrence West for the week this week. So, so plug in Buck Allen. Once again, Buck Allen last in yesterday's episode, we talked about Buck Allen is going to be trending down because as soon as Terrence West becomes healthy, or Danny Woodhead becomes healthy, that massively eats into Buck Allen's production so far. But it looks like this week he survives – excuse me, another week. Uh, Case Keenum was a limited participant at Wednesday's practice. How concerned are you as an Adam Thielen or Kyle Rudolph uh, owner if Keenum is injured, Bradford's injured, what else are they going to have? Ryan? Not a whole lot. Um, basically, they're going to be relegated to handing the ball off to Latavius Murray some more, um, plus, um, you know, passing the ball out of the backfield to um, to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Rudolph, his, Rudolph's best production really is with, uh, is with Bradford. Um, that's where he's had his best season um, so far, you know, in the last few years. So, if Keenum can't play and they don't have Bradford, you know, who knows? Maybe they activate. Uh, maybe they activate Teddy Bridgewater. 
All right, uh, moving over, Bengals wide receiver John Ross practiced fully, which is a good sign for his return this weekend. Um, And Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford did not practice. Stephon Diggs was limited in practice. Um, He did travel with the team, but the expectation is that he still won't play this week. Um, Greg, how concerned are you if you're a Diggs owner that he's still not playing and has had continual leg issues so far this season? Yeah, I'd be pretty concerned. Um, You know, at this point, I certainly wouldn't look at him as being uh, somebody that I'd be looking to start or play, you know, this week. And and I think the concern certainly stretches out, you know, beyond that. So, I mean, when you have issues at the the quarterback with the health, you know, that's huge. But, you know, he's got his own physical, you know, issues on on top of that. So uh, hopefully you have a good plan B, something on your bench. Otherwise, uh, you're probably going to look to need to make a move, uh, especially if you're a team that's going to be contending for the playoffs. All right, moving on to the ever-growing saga that is Martavius Bryant. So yesterday, or by the time you hear this, Monday he calls in sick, quote-unquote. I'm doing air quotes now for those of you who are listening to the podcast. He quote-unquote calls in sick for a trade. His coach, Mike Tomlin, adamantly says that he will not be traded. His situation will be dealt with. And then on Tuesday, he is relegated to the practice squad. And Justin Hunter is given his spot in the <laughs> offense. So um, I was not too high on Martavis Bryant, but there are several of you who were counseled to go get Martavis Bryant at the beginning of the season. So far... Ben Roethlisberger either has struggled or they really want to get the ball to Antonio Brown. I know tons of people who think that Ben Roethlisberger is just chucking the ball up to Antonio Brown for no reason. I really think that there's some scheme things that they haven't really gotten creative with their receivers. Um, Anyone who's a Steelers fan understands that it's really the Bell and – or it's the Big Ben, Brown, and Bell show. Bryant doesn't add into that mix in the series of Bs. So I'm not surprised by the response from his behavior. They're not going to give him what he wants in a trade. Um, But definitely, if you were holding out hope that he was going to get traded and you still have him on your roster, drop him. There's no reason he should be on anybody's rosters. He's not even on an NFL roster right now. So... Uh, moving on, Kenny Galladay uh, is back practicing today from his hamstring injury. Ryan, what kind of production do you think we could see from Kenny Galladay this week against a pretty solid Steelers defense? Um, I think that uh, it's it's possible he could produce it. It all depends on how they how they shuffle up um, everyone's uh, roles in the offense. Uh, with uh, Marvin Jones still being, quote-unquote, the deep threat guy in that offense, it's possible that they could move him down. Uh, really, what I think is probably going to happen is I believe it's T.J. Ward will probably take over the um, the Golden Tate uh, uh, position um, if, if Golden Tate can't go. Uh, Galladay is going to be – he'll probably be back as the number three, but I don't see – it's going to be very – 
back and forth on how much production he's going to be, even when he was healthy earlier. You know, it would be, you know, week one, two touchdowns, then week two, two catches. Week three, one catch. Week four, three catches, and then nothing. So, I mean, it was, it's all been back and forth. He's going to need some more time to be consistent, to be completely honest. So I'm not expecting anything big right off the bat, but if you have the room to stash him, I would do it. Yeah, um, he'll get a boost because Golden Tate did practice today, but he's still expected to miss week eight against the Steelers, uh, according to Kyle Minke, uh, um, who's a, a local a reporter in the Detroit area. Um, and so with him out, I expect Galladay to have a, to probably outproduce Evan or uh, Eric Ebron, but that's not saying much considering Ebron's uh, workload currently. Um, moving on, the Chargers traded Dontrell Inman to the Bears for a seventh round pick uh, today. Is he fantasy relevant at this point? I mean, the Bears aren't going to pass a lot, but they don't really have a lot of options as receiver. Does Inman come in? and become a starter from day one. Greg? There's no reason for him not to be a starter from day one, but as you say, I mean, last week, I mean, what did Trubisky have? Four completions? I mean... On seven attempts. Right. I mean, so they're not... This is not going to become, you know, an aerial offense. So, by no means, this guy's addition to the Bears roster makes him no more um, fantasy relevant than any other guys that were on the Bears roster. They were trading in needing to make a move for depth and somebody who could play now, not some, you know, future low-round draft choice that was going to get cut anyway. Uh, all right, moving on. Devontae Parker, uh, though he was seen at practice and had practice very, very little, he's questionable for Week 8 against the Ravens. I would hold him out. Um, we talked about it being bad news that he was practicing for those who grabbed Kenny Stills. Um, but right now, I wouldn't start Devontae Parker. I think he could play, but he's not going to play a lot. Uh, it's also a very, very stingy Ravens defense um, on American soil. So the Ravens played in London and got killed. Um, but uh, moving on, um, Josh Doxson. Ryan, tell me a little bit, uh, really quickly, in under 30 seconds, what your feelings are for Josh, Josh Doxson reports came out uh, that it's his time to shine, that they really want to utilize him moving forward. You had him as a waiver wire pickup. Um, just give me a quick little snippet on Josh Doxson. I hate Terrell Pryor. <laughs> um, that's, that's my main, that's my main comment right now. Uh, I think that uh, he could be, he could be productive. Um, even in this last game, I want to say he was targeted, you know, at five times. Um, my my guess, uh, getting in there, I mean, they're getting pretty pass-happy because they can't run the ball. Rob Kelly can't seem to get anything going on the ground. Uh, you know, Chris Thompson does every once in a while, but mainly his, his main threat is to catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think, uh, you know, I'm looking at six to, six to seven targets, six to eight targets normally with maybe a couple of weeks here and there of, of 10. Um, really quickly, a question came in uh, from Henry N. Cash. Galladay or TJ Jones if Tate doesn't play? Galladay. Greg, Galladay or, uh, uh, Galladay or TJ Jones? I would go with Galladay as well. Okay. Um, moving on, 
uh, a couple of things to highlight here uh, is that the Panthers have signed Robert Aguayo to the practice squad in case <laughs> Graham Gano can't play. So apparently the, the Panthers don't want to score points from field goal range. Why can't we have a fans kick night? Because Aguayo is going to miss it anyway. We already know that. I mean, this guy got cut from the Bucks, and then he got cut from the Bears within like a week of being signed. Right? I mean, surely somebody in the greater area can kick better than Robert Aguayo. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of a, a little uh, jokingly good end to our news and notes section. Uh, we're now going to get into pick them and stick them. Once again, these are players who, according to ESPN, non-fractional scoring PPR leagues, are owned in less than 50% of leagues. And so now we're going to have Greg and Ryan compete against each other as to who's going to win this week. Uh, so far, Ryan is five and one. Five and one, baby. Five and one in this competition. Uh, one of those losses is, or sorry, one of those wins is against me last week with Greg not being able to be on the show. Um, for those of you who are following on Instagram, you will be able to play this game yourselves as well. In the My Story section, it will be launched tomorrow. Uh, but we'll get into the pick em and stick em at quarterbacks with Andy Dalton at Indianapolis, Trevor Simeon at Kansas City. In the running back position, we have Wendell Smallwood at home against the San Francisco 49ers and Deion Lewis at home against the Chargers. A wide receiver, here's where it got really interesting. There were so many wide receivers on by owned just around the 50 to 35 mark that we had to dig deep to Taylor Gabriel against the Jets and Tyler Lockett against Houston <laughs> to find equally ranked guys who are close enough in ownership but also had somewhat favorable matchups. So uh, good luck with that one, you two. Um <laughs> Tight ends, we have Jack Doyle at home versus the Bengals and Ed Dixon at Tampa Bay. Defense, we have the Dolphins at Baltimore, the Thursday night game. And we have the Falcons at the New York Jets. Uh, from the kickers, we have the Seahawks um, uh, in Blair Walsh against Oakland. Or, or sorry, Stephen Hauschka against Oakland. The former and Seahawks. Blair kicker. Walsh against uh, Houston. Sorry, Blair Walsh against Oakland. Wow. wow. You want to just skip the kickers tonight, Justin? Okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> skip the kickers. We'll skip the kickers. Because <laughs> what I'd like to do is create a an odd number. So, so we'll just skip kickers. We hate kickers anyway. So tonight, right. this week's episode, we'll skip kickers altogether because I apparently can't speak. Man, kickers would help me absolutely kick your butt last week. My yeah, you got like 16 points. points. <clears throat> Sucked. So, uh, once again, Greg, you'll get to pick first because you're in last. In Still last behind. Out of two. <laughs> um, but who are you going with uh, and why? Who are you going to pick and who are you going to stick? I, this week, um, for no other reason than because um, I can't do any worse than I'm currently doing. Um, I'm going to go with Deion Lewis uh, versus the Chargers. Uh, simply, he looks like the most explosive of the options I have. Maybe somehow, some way, he breaks a big play, and uh, it ends up being something worthwhile. But I haven't seen enough from Smallwood to be impressed. 
uh, and a lot of the other guys on this list. God knows I'm not going near the Red Bomber. So that's good to know. Um, all right, so I guess I get Wendell Smallweb. That I, that was probably the way I was going to go, anyways. So thank you. Yep. You're um, Anything I can do to help. <laughs> okay. Well, for me. I think I will probably uh, Yeah, I don't like I don't like either one of the quarterbacks. I think I will go with uh the wide receivers and I'll take uh, I'll take the hometown boy Tyler Lockett at Houston, uh, going up against Houston and I'll give you Taylor Gabriel against uh, the Jets. Outstanding. All right, so Greg left is the quarterback, tight end, and defense positions. Um, I'm simply just going to do this right now so I don't get stuck with him. I'm just saying Trevor Simeon for any other reason because he's not Andy Dalton. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Ryan, you are now stuck uh, with Andy Dalton in a wrong game against Indy. That's how Andy Dalton's mom feels. <laughs> that he's that uh that she's stuck with him yes yes <laughs> all right ryan between tight ends and defenses uh who are you gonna which position you're gonna pick who you're gonna pick and who you're gonna stick to break um i think i'm actually going to go with the dolphins defense against baltimore because Baltimore, their offense has been absolutely god-awful. And you've got Alex Collins, who can't seem to keep holding onto the ball. He loves to fumble it. So he's bound to get benched here pretty soon. So you're missing. So that leaves out Collins. All they really, their only healthy running back then at that point, with Collins probably getting benched for a fumble, is going to be Buck Allen. And their top five wide receivers are all injured in some way or another. So yeah, I'll go with the Dolphins' defense against Baltimore. All right, so that rounds out the game. So this no, week, we still have tight ends to go. Sorry, jump the gun, Greg. Go for tight ends. I'm all over Jack Doyle, like white on rice, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other reason than than the rice comment? No, I mean no, no other specific reason besides besides the rice comment at this point. I mean, if you look at my track record, and this thing is it's pretty lousy. But I'll tell you what, Jack Doyle is a football player, and so I, I'm going with him. And it's the one week I haven't had Austin Safarian Jenkins on my team, so I'm just happy to call out some other name. How's that for a second? <laughs> All right, so that rounds out the competition for this week. Uh, Ryan's team is Andy Dalton, Wendell Smallwood, Tyler Lockett, Ed Dixon, and the Miami Dolphins defense. This week for Greg, he has Trevor Simeon, Dion Lewis, Taylor Gabriel, Jack Doyle, and the Falcons defense against the New York Jets. Once again, this will be posted on Instagram in our live story so you guys can play along, pick who you would like or who you would pick in the game. So we'll have that uh, launched here after the show and ready for you guys tomorrow. Uh, One question has come in while we did the game from a listener. Uh, Who is better for this week, Uh, Hogan or Hilton, uh, in this week's matchup? Ryan, how about you go first? Hogan, 
just because he actually gets targeted. Uh, Hilton, you're still dealing with with um, oh, what's his name at quarterback? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. And and just the inconsistency there um, with their lack of offensive line. Uh, just it's he's he. It's not. It's not pretty there. So I still think. I still think that the better option is Hogan, with Tom Brady throwing to him. Even though they've got you know four other targets to throw to, I think that uh, with how much with how much they throw, uh, Hogan's still the better option. All right. So we'll start with the questions that have come in through Instagram, and we'll uh, quickly then move to the Sleeperbot channel. This question came in. Uh, from our call out for questions for tonight's episode. Not really a fantasy relevant question, but I do want to ask it anyway. So far through the season, who is your pick for MVP this year? Greg, I will have you go first. Wow, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> hmm. You know, obviously you're probably, you know, Tom Brady's at the point where he – he might not get it right. It's at the stage where like um, they were forced to give in a couple of years, they gave Charles Barkley, the MVP, they gave Carl Malone, the MVP. Why? Because they just had to break up giving it to Jordan, even though everybody knows that he's the guy who deserved the trophy, you know, at the end of the day, at this point, what would I say is probably Carson Wentz. Okay. Ryan. Um, I would honestly, I know he's already he's already kind of in the running to be the uh, to be the um, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. But if they would actually give the ball to Kareem Hunt more, he would be running away with the MVP with with the offensive MVP. In my opinion, because he's averaging like five over five yards a carry, and yet they're still only running. I mean. There, there are games where they're still only having him run the ball 15 times. So, you know, you know, forget game script. Just give the ball to Kareem Hunt. So I think if, if Kareem Hunt's carries move up to more like the 20 range where he has been in a couple games and absolutely dominated in those, in those cases, Kareem Hunt should run away with the MVP, even as a rookie. Yeah, I would, I would go with uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley played horrible last year and has bounced back very, very well this year. And you see the Rams now playing much better. They've gotten more creative with Gurley. They've got him involved in the pass, in the passing game for once. So they're, they're doing some more creative things with him. He has now boosted. And now you see a much better Rams team who uh, I heard today is on the cusp of beating last year's total points, and we're in, uh, they're on their bye this week. They will beat it if they score like six points next week again, or in week nine against the Giants. Correct. So they're doing things way better this year. Gurley has exploded. I was not a buyer in Gurley at the beginning of the season, but right now, if there was a way for me to get a hold of him, I would because. I like Gurley. They do have Houston, Minnesota, uh, and the Giants coming after the bye. So there are some tougher, way tougher defenses to face in terms of the running game. But still, uh, I would go with Todd Gurley as the MVP so far. 
because I would have gone Wentz, but I didn't want to say the same thing that Greg said. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the next question is more about rankings, so I'll, I'll cover that one offline. Uh, going into the Sleeperbot channel once again, you can find. Uh, our Sleeperbot channel there in Sleeperbot in the trending, or if you search Skull King Fantasy, uh, we post questions there in the channel for you to uh, with us and interact with us, as well as pose your questions for our mailbag episode on Wednesday nights. Uh, and so the first one that comes in is from Cookie14. Um, in all caps, he asks, what's wrong with my team? Um, he has <laughs> Stafford. Uh, C.J. Anderson, Freeman, Antonio Brown, Fitzgerald, Michael Thomas, Ingram, uh, Khalil Mack, Perfect, and Matthew. Scar- okay, so he's, so he's got he's got he's got uh, um, he plays some IDPs. Yeah, he started three and zero. Now three and four. What should I do to improve, if anything? Thanks, guys. I mean, I would think one of the first things, I mean, on his team he's going to have to do is jettison Larry Fitzgerald for whatever he can get because that asset's not going to be worth nearly as much going forward. Um, you know, if you have, uh, you know, no, no Carson Palmer at the helm. I mean, you know, things – I mean, he might get the receptions, but the chances to score and producing much in the way of yardage is, is going to get pretty bleak for the Cardinals pretty fast. Um, so carrying him through the back half of the season, I don't see that helping the roster at all. The rest of it sounded generally pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, his I mean, overall his his uh, his wide receivers are great. I mean, with AB Fitz, you know, if you can get something, get a wide receiver something for Fitz. I mean, uh, a a running back for Fitz to kind of solidify this CJ Anderson and Freeman thing. I mean, Freeman. Uh, we've talked about this over and over and over. Freeman is suffering from from a, a, a case of the Sarkeesians. Um, and then you've got uh, you've got C.J. Anderson, who you know. Let's be honest, the Denver offense is just putrid right now. Um, started off hot and just hasn't been able to do much. I, and you know, with Ingram as your tight end, you've got the number five tight end, so you're not really suffering there. You know, overall it looks pretty good. Um, again, you know, maybe maybe try to move a piece to get a better um, to get a better. Running back. I mean, I know Michael Thomas hasn't performed as everyone expected to, but I think he, I think he can make a turnaround. For the most part, it's it's pretty solid. Um, I think if anything, you know, try to make a move. Otherwise, with the team overall, you got to be a little patient and see. You know, just check the matchups. Yeah, I, I think you could stay in Pat. Where I would look to make a change is possibly get a different quarterback that might give you a different option than Stafford. Stafford has struggled a little bit so far. Um, a little banged up. Now receivers banged up. Um, I would look at McCown, who's performed well over the last couple of weeks. He's trending upward, so you'd be getting a trending upward quarterback. Obviously, I would not drop Stafford. He's going to be a great talent and can bounce back. Uh, but that would be something that I would look to do. Um, coming in, uh, next question coming from Therapist. Um what do what to do with T.Y. Hilton? Luck probably gone until uh, 2018. Rough schedule coming up in defenses. What do you do with T.Y. Hilton? Hope someone's willing to take him. See what you can get for him. 
Is there going to be anyone willing to buy T.Y. Hilton right now, currently with Brissett as the quarterback, rough schedule coming up, and him getting shut down this last week? Uh, yeah, if you can find someone near the bottom of the league who, yeah. who is desperate for pieces, who is desperate to make any kind of move uh, to, to attempt to improve. Every league has a trade junkie in it. So find that guy and see what he has on his roster and see if you can go mess with him. Because there are people that play in leagues simply for the point of trading and have no other purpose to exist outside of trading players back and forth. And we all know who that guy is. So yeah. if you can't get some on him, then, yeah, you look for somebody who's a bottom feeder, you know, potentially in, in the league as well, um, where maybe you can pick some off of their roster. Okay. Uh, next question comes in from Good Morning Hugh. Um, I'm assuming good morning, Houston. Uh, I have a long question. My wide receivers are Julio, Diggs, and Tate. Due to injuries to Diggs and Tate, I had to add Kenny Stills and Robert Woods off waivers. At running back, I have Fournette, McCaffrey, Gore, Stewart, Ivory, tight end, Rudolph, quarterback, Alex Smith, Marcus Mariona. Similar to the question on top, do you see any moves I need to make right now to improve at any position, or will my team be okay? Also, any drops? Thanks. Very, very long um, question. Uh, I think for me, you're solid-ish at tight end um, with the, the injuries right there to Case Keenum. I would look to maybe try and move Rudolph and, and pick up somebody else that might uh, have a bigger upside coming out. You're set at quarterback. Alex Smith is solid. Mariota solid. Um, I know, think with, you're with those two, you can play Tate should come back uh, healthy after a week off and after having the bye week. Um, and you're solid at running back. So I, I would stand pat where you're at. Maybe look at moving Stewart out because he's not really getting a lot of production right now in a PPR league. So, Ryan, any other, any other comments there? Um, you know, it's, as long as his wide receivers are healthy, it does, I mean, it doesn't help that Julio hasn't performed well. Again, another guy suffering from a case of the Sarkeesians. Um, we're going to turn that – we're, we're just going to label that. That's going to be the, new, the fantasy, new fantasy football disease, the case of the Sarkeesians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Diggs just can't stay healthy. Once Tate's back, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, for me, play matchups with, with Mariota and Smith. Um, if you can, just go ahead and start Smith, to be completely honest, because he's playing, you know, out of his mind. Um, and you're set, you're set at starters for running back with Fournette and McCaffrey. I mean, both those are top, are top 10 guys in PPR, so... Um, you know, play match while when you have the injuries, do your best to play the matchups with the wide receivers. But for the most part, he has a pretty solid team. Doesn't have to make a move, but if you can, if you know, maybe make an improvement to add depth to your wide receivers, I would do that. Okay, moving on, we'll, we'll go to Greg first on this next one. This is half point PPR. Uh, Lee Sanity Seven is asking trading away Crabtree. To, re to receive Alshon Jeffrey and Joe Mixon. Still have A.J. Green to lead the way, but my running backs are certainly hurting with Abdullah Murley, uh, Murray, uh, Ty Montgomery, and David Johnson. Thoughts on that trade? For anyone listening to the intro, you should probably already know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think in this case you have to make the trade, right? I mean, given the running back depth that he just laid out, 
Um, give me, give me that trade one more time, but I'm pretty sure you have to go with a trade that situation. Uh, Crabtree, yeah, trading away Crabtree to receive right. Alshon Jeffrey, and which I and who in the second was uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Okay. So look, Joe Mixon's been a tremendous disappointment. I mean, I was certainly high on him. Who couldn't be? I mean, a guy who can just you know drop somebody like that in the restaurant uh, certainly should be able to uh, should be able to tear it up. Once you get out there with real men, but somehow I was wrong and I'm going to go back and look at it and see where I went wrong. But anyway, Joe Mixon has been incredibly disappointing. So, um, you know, I think it, you're not getting anything there, right? Um, you you got to love Crabtree when he's out there, but I, I, I don't know. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, God, God knows, God knows, I hate Alshon Jeffrey too, um, and he has—he's no necessarily great shucks for the success of Carl, Carson Wentz this year. So you know what? Forget it. I think you hold Crabtree. Yeah, I, I would hold Crabtree as well. Uh, as much as I like Mixon, the rest of the way he, he is now the lead back. Although uh, all running backs only got one carry in the second half for Cincinnati last week. Well, it didn't help that they were getting their butts handed to them by, you know, while the score may not have said it, they were getting their butts handed to them by Pittsburgh. Uh, Yes, I would agree. Um, But when the offense was was moving in the first half with the running game and you don't do anything with the running game in the second half, I think that's where some frustrations came through. Um, Next question comes in from EB Bears. Uh, traded for Jordy, sending away Fuller and Blount before week seven. Also traded Cooper, sending away – or traded for Amari Cooper, sending away Thielen and Powell, 14-team standard league. Ryan, I'm going to have you cover the first one. So traded Jordy – traded for Jordy, sending away Fuller and Blount before week seven. Was that a good trade? Well, probably At not. At the time, before week seven. Before week seven – me no because blunt's not going to do anything he never does anything outside of um outside of uh new england you traded away a guy that even with a backup quarterback will still be a solid wide receiver too for a hit or miss no he traded he's getting jordy okay sorry you're getting getting jordy Traded okay. a, gave away Fuller and Blount. Sorry, I did read that wrong. Yeah, you're probably he probably made the right call there. Blunt, you know, getting rid of Blunt is wasn't going to do anything. Fuller, uh, honestly, I think Fuller's hit or miss. So I think that he probably did the right thing there. Uh, Greg, you're going to get the second part of this question. He also traded for Amari Cooper, sending away Thielen and Powell in a 14 team league. What is your thoughts on that trade? Well, I mean, you know, certainly the the bounce back that you saw in Cooper last week, I mean, if that is a sign of things to come, that he definitely bought low, and um, that trade would play out infinitely well down the stretch when you consider the problems that Minnesota has keeping a quarterback on the field and, you know, down to their second-tier running back. So um, I think it's it, – it, all things up to a Cooper, you know, continuing to perform better in the second half than he did in the first half. Because in the first half, he's a tremendous disappointment. Uh, but he had an absolute breakout game last week. Uh, the entire offense broke out last week. Uh, so maybe it's a sign that Oakland's kicking it into another gear. Uh, 
I personally have Thielen and Powell. I probably would have kept them because I like the upside of Powell the rest of the way through the season. And I like Thielen as the number one receiver. Um, and as much as I like Cooper, I just think Powell and Thielen would have been too much to give away because you're giving away two starters to get one starter who had an amazing breakout but then was worthless in three of other games. So uh, that would make me a little bit nervous and probably would have been too high of a cost for me personally. Um, next question comes in from Chill Ben. Uh, Ryan, you'll take this one. Would you trade Doug Martin and Tyrod Taylor, who's his backup quarterback, for Zach Ertz? Zach, uh, his current tight end is Zach Miller. Um, one, would you make that trade? Two, do you think it could be accepted? Yeah, that's the problem. If you can find an idiot that would take that trade to give away Zach Ertz for Doug Martin and Tyrod Taylor, absolutely. You jump all over that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the only way that trade comes through, um, because you're trading away your backup, so someone's going to see that you're giving away bench player quarterback and potentially a starter, depending on how deep your league is, for the number one tight end in the league. So um, go ahead and try it. I don't think it's going to work. Um, if you remember that scene in Something About Mary, it's a great montage where Matt Dillon is competing against Mary's mentally challenged brother. And after a series of events where he makes him look foolish, he says, exceptional my ass. <laughs> it is only in a league where that exists, where that trade would actually take place. <laughs> Back it's, to you, Justin. It's, it, it, it is, here's the deal. It is possible that trade goes through – if if the guy giving up Zach Ertz is absolutely desperate for a quarterback, if you know, say he lost, say he lost Aaron Rodgers, and he's been trying to get someone off the waiver wire that hasn't worked out, you know, a couple couple weeks in a row, um, you know, he's got, you know, Doug Martin. Maybe he needs the running back depth too. So it could be that the guy is just desperate enough and is willing to, you know, trade away Ertz in order to get that. But that's, again, that's the only plausible situation where I see that being the case. Um, next question uh, comes in from one of our staff writers who, who runs the Sleeperbot and wanted to add a question into the show. Uh, Pierre Garçon or uh, Sterling, uh, yep, Sterling Shepard? Uh, this is for a standard league asking for a friend, quote-unquote. Um, I'm assuming it's real. Um, but uh, which would you pick, uh, Shepard or Garcon, Ryan? Shepard. He's the number one wide receiver on a team that is desperate to throw the ball. Garcon is still he's, – he's too back and forth. I mean, yes, he's the number one wide receiver at San Francisco, um, but I think the better, the better quarterback <laughs> – <laughs> Stumbled is, over that one, did you? The better quarterback um, is still Eli Manning throwing to Sterling Shepard. So, yeah. Uh, next question uh, Is Case Keenum a good stream this week versus Cleveland? Uh, my quarterback is Alex Smith, and he's going against the Broncos. Andy Dalton's available as well, um, but I'm not sure if I can get him on the waivers. Um, Greg, would you go Case Keenum as a streamer against the Cleveland defense, or do you start Alex Smith against the Broncos? Uh, at this point, Alex Smith has given you absolutely no reason to sit him down. Um, so I would go ahead and continue to ride him as opposed to taking a flyer potentially on what you're going to get 
um, you know, out of Case Keenum. And, of course, Andy Dalton is available. <laughs> He's even available in pick him and stick him. Right. Um, and so I would agree. Case Keenum had one really, really great game. Um, other than that, he's kind of been a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Um, and so, obviously, you want to start the number one quarterback in the league in terms of fantasy and start Alex Smith. Um, next question comes in from Liebs 10 um, A trade, he is getting Doug Martin and giving Tyreek Hill in a PPR format. Is he winning or losing that trade, Ryan? Well, let's look at he's he actually shows his current running backs and his current wide receivers. Um, he needs running backs. He's got Elliott and Howard, and then he's got Ty Montgomery and Isaiah Crowell after that. His wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Demarius Thomas, Cooks, and Cooper. He need I understand that he would like some depth at running back, but you were giving up the number two wide receiver in PPR for Doug Martin. Doug Martin has played solid, but he is not worth the number two wide receiver in PPR right now. You should be able to get a lot more for Tyreek Hill. If you're only if you're if you're going to get someone with Doug Martin, like a tight end, that's a decent tight end, then probably. But if all you're getting is Doug Martin, absolutely not. You're losing that trade. Yeah, I would agree. You want to look to try and get Doug Martin and maybe a wide receiver two option in Correct. return. Correct. Yeah. Um, because you got to remember, this is one slot in your roster that's scoring you a lot of points. Consistently. And, and now you're going to try and fill two spots to get that production. I don't care who else you have on your roster. You'd be better to keep Tyreek Hill and pick up someone off the waivers to fill the other spot than to start Doug Martin and a wide receiver too. So um, moving on to the next question. Um, this is a rather long one, so uh, we'll go with the next question for Greg, and then Ryan, I know that you have the question in front of you, so we'll have you drop uh, do it as well. So Joey Electric uh, got offered Chris Thompson, um, who's been his flex all year for his, or, or got offered Chris Thompson for DeMarco, Murray, and Jordy. One-point PPR, lost Odell, and has been running Garcon in the wide receiver, too. So he's been offered Chris Thompson for DeMarco Murray and Jordy Nelson. Does he do that trade, Greg? I do not believe that you do that trade under under any circumstance at this point. I mean, am, am no, I missing something there? No, no, here. Joey Electric has Chris Thompson. Yes. Right. Okay. So someone else, someone else is off oh. to give him. Oh yeah. Then you take okay. okay. Well, then you take that. I mean, I think the Marco Murray is the throw-in because I think Henry's ascending and Murray is is slowly facing his way out. And at this point, Jordy looks like a sell-low asset based on you know what people saw with you know one week out of of you know Brett Hundley. So, um, but I think ultimately, I think you you pull that you pull the trigger on that deal because I think you have quality players in both spots. Both can still remain, uh, you know, productive overall, uh, you know, relative to, you know, Chris Thompson, who's a nice player, but I think the other two would outperform him. Okay, coming in, uh, KJPI Mental, um, <laughs> random name, 14-team uh, league, torn on what to do at flex, 
Uh, really quickly, Ryan, we want to try and keep this one short because we do have a couple other questions to try and get through. Um, currently torn to do with the flex. Assuming Devontae Parker does not practice today, currently have Corey Davis on the IR, but his list is questionable. And is Need, on a bye week. And is on a bye week. Need an open spot to properly waiver a player. Only option that interests me on waivers is DeAndre Washington with the upheld suspension for beast mode. His other options are to drop Washington, uh, include um, his other to drop for Washington, include dropping Tyrell Williams, dropping Alfred Morris. Um, he to the Zeke owner, McFadden not available. Um, Corey Davis or Will Lutz would have to drop two and pick up a kicker when Parker is ruled out if that happens, or just start Tyrell, also starting Keenan Allen and whole team as is. So oh, there's a lot there. Yeah, he's he's I think your best bet if you're going to pick up Washington, drop Alfred Morris. I understand that you're the Zeke owner and you're not you're not sure about what's going on, but in my opinion, McFadden is going I mean, I understand that McFadden's been a healthy scratch. I think that's more to make sure that he's not hurt when you know doesn't get banged up, you know, on stupid stuff. Before you know Zeke, you know Zeke possibly has to go on his on you know a possible suspension, and McFadden is going to be the guy to come in. It's not going to be Alfred Morris. However much I would love it to be Alfred Morris because I think he fits that system very well and could play very well in that. I think that you know if you're going to pick up Washington, um, yeah, drop Alfred Morris. Uh, I'm personally holding on to Corey Davis because I think that he could still he could still do something. So, all right, uh, this one comes in from Riz, looking for a running back uh, bye week fill in uh, or starter. He's starting uh, Gillisley. He can pick up Rawls, Lacey, P. Ryan, Washington, Booker, or Foreman. Does he start? Does he pick up any of those, or does he start Gillisley, Greg? Okay, <clears throat> let's run through those names that he, he can't pick up again. Rawls, Lacey. No. no. P. Ryan. Mm, possibly. Washington. DeAndre Washington. DeAndre yeah. Washington. No. Uh, Booker of Denver. No. Or Donta Foreman of uh, Houston. No. So you start Gillisley. I would start Gillisley. Okay, moving on. Next question, Philbert. Uh, Latavius Murray or Marlon Mack this week as his RB2 in a standard league? Ryan. Latavius Murray because he will be the first and second down back in um, in Minnesota, and they're going to still try to rely on the running game as much as possible. As far as rest of season, which I see as the second, um, as the second uh, part of that, uh, I'd probably go Marlon Mack just because – Latavius Murray has proven that he can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, so I think Marlon Mack is probably the better option rest of the season. But as far as this week goes, I'd probably go Latavius Murray. Uh, next question. Should I trade Golden Tate and Tevin Coleman for his Diggs and Lynch? No. 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 Not a chance. Uh, Diggs is too injured. Lynch is suspended and not worth your time, even if he is healthy. Um, Golden Tate is a is a, a wide receiver one. Coleman is a is a running back two. Uh, next question: 
Uh, Ian Goody, 21. Will Diggs play this week? That is also a no. Um, I'm about 95% sure on that one um, because he's trending not to play even though he's traveling with the team. Uh, next question comes in um, from Filthy, uh, spelled with a PH. Uh, should I hold on to Alfred Morris in case Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended? Right. No. 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 Just answer that. No. Yep. Uh, they're not, def- not going to allow him to miss any time. The judges are already pointing to that. The guy's going to play the season. Yep. Uh, moving on. Uh, Evil Morty for Prez. Cardinals are on by. Lost Palmer and picked up AP. With that being said, someone dropped Ellington in my league. Is he still worthy of the stash and PPR, or should I look for depth elsewhere? His running backs are Zeke Ingram and Dion Lewis. Greg. No, you definitely don't want to stash it with the, those running backs ahead of him because, I mean, you're dealing with Drew Stanton. You know, I mean, the, El- Ellington had limited value, you know, potentially, uh, you know, in PPR leagues, yes, but Drew Stanton has shown absolutely nothing anytime he's there in the ball, regular season or preseason in the last couple of years. So um, I, I would absolutely drop him. Uh, moving on, East Coast XFU. Uh, asks, should I hang on to DeMarco Murray and hope he does get better or try to trade him for an upgrade in a half-point PPR league? Ryan? If you can trade him, if you can find someone to take him uh, to try to upgrade uh, another position somewhere, go ahead. I mean, I've got one league that I have him in where it's it's no trades. It's the Scott Fishbowl, so I'm, you know, I can't get rid of him. I pretty much have to deal with it. Uh, I think if DeMarco Murray could actually get healthy, they would just ride him out the rest of the season. Um, he just he keeps getting banged up. So if you can trade him, go ahead and try to trade him. If not, uh, if not, you know, you still you're still probably playing him as your running back two or possibly a flex. Uh, next question comes in from Kevin Wynn, W-I-N. Uh, this question is for Greg. In a standard format, should I trade Marcus Mariota and Keenan Allen? for Philip Rivers and Duke Johnson, or should I try to pick up Josh McCown in free agency off the waivers? He needs a quarterback for week eight. Keep the players you got and pick up McCown. I think that's a no-brainer in that case. Uh, I would agree because I think Marcus Mariota is primed for a bounce back. I like Keenan Allen. Uh, I really like Duke Johnson and Philip Rivers. Uh, but I would look to keep what you have and start McCown as well. Uh, I would keep Duke Johnson in a PPR, but not in standard. Okay. Uh, coming in from Burig Bronco, uh, Green and Murray for Hill and Duke. Who wins? Please explain half-point PPR. Ryan. A.J. Green and DeMarco Murray for Tyreek Hill and Duke Johnson. Um I think Hill and Duke win that one in half-point PPR. Duke Johnson is uh, getting some rushes here and there, but he is also the leading receiver for the Browns and the leading target getter for the Browns. Uh, Hill is outscoring uh, A.J. Green. Green is still suffering, you know, still suffering from the fact that he has the Red Rocket as his quarterback. Uh, so... While Green is explosive, Hill has provided more all season, and Duke Johnson, in especially in a half-point PPR, is doing much better than Murray. In full-point PPR, Duke Johnson's like running back number 15. So I would, I would stick with the Hill and Duke Johnson side. 
All right. Uh, next question comes in from Joker117. Trade advice in a PPR league. They play two running backs, three receivers, and no flex. Ugh. So the trade is Diggs for Jay Ajayi and Devontae Adams. He has uh, Keenan Allen, Kelvin Benjamin, Nelson Aguilar, Sean Jackson, and Funches. Running backs, he has McKinnon, Hyde, Buck Allen, Smallwood, and Dion Lewis. What do you think? Are there spare roster spot gaining? Uh, also, the spare roster spot spot gained might get him a defense or tight end or possibly Mac. Sorry for the long question. My bad, Ryan. Okay, so Diggs, he would be giving away Diggs, or he is getting. He is going to be getting digs for a or sorry, he's giving away digs to get Ajayi and Adams. I would take I would take that trade if he can get oh, if yeah. he can get something out of digs, and let's remember Jay Ajayi really took off the second half of last year. I think that he can do that again this year. Again, now that now that they don't have an O you know an O line coach that's you know doing lines, um, they their offensive line may actually be productive now for the rest of the season. So. Uh, all right, uh, second and last question. This one comes from E-K-L-Y-N-E-24. Trade my Aaron Jones and Dion Lewis for Jay Ajayi in a standard league. Greg? In a standard league, no. I wouldn't be looking to trade Aaron Jones at this point anyway. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the best options the Packers are going to have going here on out. Uh, I mean, I, it, yes, obviously the running game is not as open without Rodgers in there, but uh, I, I look to hold on to Aaron Jones. I'm not giving him up. Uh, I would agree. Aaron Jones is going to be the fantasy player to own in Green Bay right now. I Called think that. You... Say again? Called that. Yeah. Um, you called that a couple of weeks ago back on, on some previous episodes. Um they're going to look for ball control. They're not going to put the ball in Hundley's hands to try and win games. So they're going to slow down the game, play the running game, and hope to try and keep games low scoring or have Adams or, or sorry, have Aaron Jones run buckshot over people. Uh, last question comes in from Green Arrow. Uh, hopefully, or maybe the real one, uh, Flex, Mixon, or Kamara in standard? I believe this is the week that since he goes with Mixon, given their matchup, I like Kamara as well because I feel like Chicago will shut down Ingram. So do you like Mixon or Kamara this week in standard? I wish I had Kamara. I have Mixon and wish I had Kamara. Um, Kamara is a top, uh, is already, well, in standard, I don't know where he's at. In PPR, he's in the top 25 already. He's being used a lot. He has a better offensive line than Mixon does to deal with, and that's part of the reason why Mixon is struggles because they just don't have an offensive line in Cincinnati. So he, I mean, Mixon's getting all the, all the carries anyways and has not been able to do much with them. So, yes, I go with Kamara um, hands down. Uh, I would go with Kamara as well. Um, he has proven himself to be a starter, whether it's PPR or standard, uh, regardless of, of how much Ingram is getting the ball. He's still involved. He's still going to be more involved than Mixon. So I, I agree with you. Go with Kamara 
instead. And so that rounds out the the questions that came in from the mailbag, and that will round out our episode uh, for tonight. We will have a bonus episode this week, later on this week. Uh, either Ryan or myself, or just as a solo show, uh, will cover some of the games this week uh, and get those out to you guys for your starts and sits of the week. But once again, we want to remind those of you uh, who have not done so already to go to iTunes, submit a review or a rating. It really helps us out. We want to thank you for that. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.